When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Joe. Hey, y'all. Today, we have a little bit of a different episode for everyone. I have an amazing cast of characters with me today. I have Jill. I have Emma. I have Christina, who you've heard her voice uh, here as well. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about would we survive? So I've got a handful of different, you know, famous series sitting in front of me. I'll give everyone a brief overview and then we'll each discuss if we'd survive. So hi everyone, please start talking now. Hi (laughs) Joe. Hello, hi. Hello. All right, so I am going to start us off once again with a disclaimer. Um, Our first series, we none of us in this conversation stand with the author or her beliefs, uh, but what would we be talking about if not Harry Potter? So our first series um, is about a young boy wizard and his adventures as he attends Hogwarts, learning how to perform magic. During the course of the story, he comes face to face with his arch enemy, one and only Lord Voldemort. Uh, Yeah, if you don't know what Harry Potter is, Shocker. How did you get get by? How did you get here? (laughs) Um, But I I guess I'll pose the question, uh, would you survive? Uh, Think of, would you survive if you were just a student during Harry's time? Uh, What would give you pause or cause you trouble? Would you survive if you were a teacher, a student? If you were like a year above or below him, you could also think about like, Basilisk times, Dementors, Triwizard Tournament, and of course the Battle of Hogwarts. Uh, and whoever wants to start us off. I think I would have died in the Battle of Hogwarts. Just that's going to be the running theme, guys. My survival, um, <laughs> my survival skills are not great. So <laughs> I think I would make it to the final battle as just like a, a third character, like a a side character you don't even get like a little bit of information on like in the movie maybe they'd show me getting murdered but like no one would be sad because I'd just be like a sub character we've never met before you've been Um, in the background the whole time just kind of hanging out really excited to do magic and then probably ultimately got like just like like probably not even like intentionally killed like an accidental like ricochet spell would take me out sure so just a casualty of the war or you were like trying to help some silly, like Weasley twin no, style plot and it, it's it backfired. Really, it's really kind of you to think that <laughs> no. I would be helpful. Um, I think I'd probably be really upset that the war was happening and then just be mad that I was just a participant in it and then just get killed. You'd be like, I'm headed down to the Slytherin common rooms. <laughs> I'm going to hang out. This is like, not what I signed up for. I got to call my mom. <laughs> Mom, they're warring again. Come, can you pick me up? I feel as a Slytherin. I would not survive because I would probably be killed by friendly fire because I would not side with the Slytherins and the Death Eaters and they would come after me. But I also don't think that like the Gryffindors and the Ravenclaws and the Hufflepuff would trust me. So they wouldn't want to help me. And so I'm pretty sure I would die in the battle because (laughs) I would try and be helpful with the good guys. But the other Slytherins would be like, no, and dead. Dead. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the only series I probably say I might live. Um, so if, but it, fully in the context of I'm just like a student in the background trying to go about my studies and not like being in to any of the mischief mm-hmm. um, because I was very much like 
by the book in school, like not a toe out of line, or I would get incredibly stressed out. Um, so I think like if I, if I kept to myself and kept to my studies and like admittedly probably hid, um, during the battle, then I, I think, yes. Um, I don't know if that's just using my wit as a Ravenclaw to just like hide away when I know that I'm fully unequipped to be battling. Um, but yeah, I think maybe with, with the understanding that I knew magic, I could, I could get by in the world of Harry Potter, but it's, it's dicey. Like you guys, I just trying to study for my NEWTs. Yeah. Right? This is not what I signed up for. I, I'm a Ravenclaw as well. So I feel like that would be similar to you. I'd be like, this is not where I parked my car. I <laughs> don't want to be fighting. Um, I'm going to do my best, but yeah, dad. Exactly. I don't think I'd be, I don't think I'd be bold enough to be like on the front lines. I think if we, it came down to it, you know, we would choose the right side, do our best, but like, let's be real. I would probably be hiding during mm-hmm. the battle. It's fair. Okay. Yeah. I, with the blind confidence of not only a white man, but a Gryffindor, uh, would be fighting. And I also fully believe that I would survive. I might like lose a finger or an ear or have like a fun scar. Uh, but I, I have no doubt that I would actively be uh, fighting Death Eaters or more likely probably helping this, realistically like helping the students who don't want to fight or who are trying to hide. So I feel like I'd be more the role of hall monitor, mm-hmm. like actively mm-hmm. attacking anyone attacking. And if I saw Jill come running out from the dungeons, I'd be like, cool, I got some help. So I, yeah. I, I believe I'd survive and that my goal would be to help others survive because I'm also not the main character. So our next series, not to just ride the rails of popular teen series, but spoiler alert, that's what we're doing today for the most part. (laughs) Our next series is The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Uh, This is a trilogy of post-apocalyptic dystopian setting in the small nation of Pan Am, which is what's left of livable land in what used to be the United States. Pan Am is divided into 12 districts. It's a dictatorship that faced a rebellion from the now decimated 13th district. Every year, each district except the capital must send two children chosen by lottery to participate in the Hunger Games, a fight to the death reality show until only one survivor is left. My prompting thoughts are, uh, could you survive the first games? How would you try? Uh, Could you survive returning to the games a la book two? And uh, could you live in district 13 uh, a la book three, working to overthrow the capital? Do with that what you will. You could also just like flat out be like, I wouldn't have made it past book ones over get two and three, but I see Christina in the distance like, yeah, um. (laughs) I, dad, like first book, (laughs) even when I got summoned, from my district like the entirety of the district would be like don't put any bets down guys she's like I mean I'm just human and I feel like my chance my best chances are like in the way of fox face just like not challenging anyone to battle but like sneakily hiding and stealing food I just I don't have that. I'm, I'm not a brave person. I feel like I would just be cowering in my own fear, peeing my pants. Like I would go down very embarrassingly and either I'd be accidentally poisoned because I ate the wrong thing or someone just would be like, take this girl out. She doesn't deserve to suffer much longer. Let's just get it over with like Katniss, just like mercy kill me. So yeah. Just walking up, please help. I just don't like, want to be here. Katniss, just do it. Just do it for the, me, please. You're the mocking jay. Like aim for a low pain death if you could. Thanks. You know what? I I'll I'll say it. I'm ruthless. Uh-huh. I will kill to win the Hunger Games, but I would take a fox face approach. I feel like my time playing Breath of the Wild, where I go monster hunting, would serve me well. I would 100%. hide. I would run and hide, you know, like I would not go towards that cornucopia in the middle. No, no. As soon as that buzzer rings, you bolt, you get out, you find a hiding spot, you do some sneaky stuff. And if it came down to it, 
murder. Again, I'm a, I'm a Slytherin, so yeah, murder. Um, the second one, that's an interesting question. I don't know because I feel like what's interesting about the second one is that they know each other somewhat, like you know these personalities, and I feel like that is sort of what helps obviously is that you sort of form these alliances in a way that you wouldn't do in the first one maybe because you don't know everyone but these are celebrities and so I'm like but I don't do alliances so I don't know I probably would not survive the second one but I I do confident I would survive the first I do feel like your death would be sad in the second one I feel like you would establish all you establish yourself well that like people are cheering for you so that when you did die it would be like man I did not see that coming it would be like a sad like people would be bummed we'd all be whistling mocking jay when you when you passed (laughs) yeah that's actually you'd bolster the revolution actually you'd bolster the revolution thank you i appreciate that it's not right but i appreciate (laughs) it all the same i i had to ask because the second one really hits me in a way of like i'll get to it when i get there but like yeah i'm glad you thought about it because it's just one of those like I don't know if I could handle the trauma of being back in the ringer when you're supposed to be safe. Right. And so you, everyone, you got out. Right. And so like all of them are coming at it from a very different place of having right. to do this again. And they have, so I guess then it depends. Like, when did I win? How close to the second one? Like, more established and have made these connections with people already as a previous mm. winner or am I coming in like Katniss and Peta, where I don't I only know these people from watching their seasons or whatever I feel like That's that would question. that would be different because if I have people I'm going in with that I know then forming that alliance might be a little bit better so I don't know it's a good question I don't know I can see you going out like Finn like yeah taking out taking out some people on your way out but like kind of begrudgingly you'd be like dang it I gotta save these idiots and then like (laughs) Merce like throwing your body into the fire to save everyone and it would be like angry sacrifice but like justify like just and heroic yeah okay again I'm not sure that's correct but I'll take it thank you well I died in chapter three so I don't know like don't listen to anything I say and in chapter three of book one, <laughs> Emma, how about you? This one is tricky for me because I think if I was in any type of arena where I was fighting for my life, definitely not. But if I was like Effie, you know, cheerleading on the side, concerned about like, you know, manners and dress, and then just kind of like has growth Mm -hmm. and development as we go along I think maybe um because you know like physically definitely not um I don't think I would have like the survival skills to like outwit anybody in any type of games so that's interesting I think it would depend on where I was at oh I love that answer please feel free to say like no I'd be the I I would be the Effie I'd be the consultant I mean, if we're just thinking in line with like my <laughs> normal life, um, <laughs> I would, I would consider, you know, myself very privileged. And so if I were to be in a situation, I would certainly not be able to hunt for my own food or take care of my family without certain means. Um, so no, I think if I was sort of an advisor, um, or somebody that, started in the capital and came to understand the revolution um, and came to understand why those things were not productive to this, to that society. I think I could survive. Um, If I was straight up from district 12 thrown right into the arena. Absolutely not. Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Uh, Effie is like, when I saw the movie for the first time, it was, she was my inspiration as like a drag persona. Uh, so I, I totally get that. I think if I were to be as realistic as Emma was and say, could I hunt for my own food? No, absolutely not. I'd be fully reliant on don- That would be what I'd be asking my patrons for. Like, Hey, send that combo meal down. But um, as, as like to Jill's point, I am a Scorpio and full of anger. 
uh, sometimes. So I have no doubt that I could get through the first one if I were a contestant, as long as food was being provided from an outside source, probably. Uh, but I would have learned something. I would have been productive. I'd have been like, I got to prep. I better, you know, quick learn some nature skills. Um, I'd absolutely make it all the way through, though, if I was an Effie style advisor. As far as the second one, my struggle, I feel like I'd have a full psychotic breakdown if I knew I was going back in the hopper. And that's why I wanted to pose that. Like, I don't know if I could handle the thought, even if it if it was the Katniss position of, I just came from the games, maybe I'd have less of a struggle with it. But if I were like even two years down the line, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna make it to the games if my name gets picked because I can't handle that. Um, yeah. Oof. Yeah, especially depending, like if, what if you're one of the champions who was a champion like 20 years ago? Right. You know, imagine like even where you are physically, where you are mentally, you've been that far removed. Maybe you've been in your post, you know, winner's lifestyle for that many years to be thrust back into the terror of that after a prolonged amount of time. I don't know what is better or worse, like you said, to either go into it many years later or like literally have back to back horrific experiences. Probably either back-to-back back or if we were old, old, like mags, right? Mags, is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, think if you so. can do the like selfless volunteer, that's one thing. But I think the age we're all sitting at right now, that would be the time that's like, uh-uh. Oh, I, it's I, been I too long. <laughs> I can't go back. <laughs> I'm sure I've developed like pretty horrible coping mechanisms by mm-hmm. now too. So like, even if I managed to survive the first book, which we've established probably not, <laughs> there's no way. I'm probably not. I'm just going to probably go on the run until they capture and kill me, even if I did get summoned. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd, I'd probably run the second time. Uh, so this one, I will kind of rely on Emma to give a little more context for because selfishly a series I know nothing about, but this is A Court of Thorns and Roses by none other than Sarah J. Moss. And from what the internet taught me, this story follows the journey of mortal fairy archeron after Feyre. she fera okay well i was like wow her name's fairy and she lives with fairies that's a <laughs> bit on the nose <laughs> okay fera archeron after she is brought into the fairylands of prithian for murdering a fairy uh, and the epic love story and fierce struggle that happens after she enters the fey lands emma any more context you'd like to provide than that Oh, there's so much context I could provide, but I don't know how deep we want to get into this. Sure. Christina could probably chat about this series as well. I um, love this. I love this book series. Yeah, we'll just go with maybe. See, I, this is where I go. Like, do we want to have spoilers or not? I think like this series is pretty well known. So if you haven't read it, and we're going to talk about it, major spoilers ahead. This is your warning. If you have not read this book or this series and you want to immediately cease playing this podcast. Or like uh, okay. skip a minute, three minutes. <laughs> Move, I'm like moving on. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Uh, Farah is a human at the start of the series and she lives on the other side of this wall between like the human realm and Prithian, the fairy realm. And she uh, is very much under the belief that the fairies are very evil. They're very manipulative of humans. Um, They use them as, you know, servants or playthings or whatever. Um, And she is very Katniss vibes at the beginning. She's a teenager taking care of her family. The first time you see her, she's hunting in the woods for their dinner. It's winter. Um, they live in like a tiny hut, um, and so on. Uh, that is not her circumstance for the rest of the series. Um, her circumstance improves. I won't spoil too much by saying that. Um, but her circumstances dramatically change. Um, she becomes a fairy and then she lives in like, what is essentially a castle. Um, so I think that's an interesting question to pose about whether or not I would survive. I think if I look at the series as a whole, um, knowing what events take place, there's like, you know, enemies and battles and things. I would definitely not survive a battle. Um, but if I was just one of the fairies chilling in Prithian, <laughs> I might. 
Um, and so I think that's where that's interesting with all of these series, you have like the center of the action. So if I was a main character, I don't know if I would survive. And I think that that's hard to, you know, cause it's like extraordinary circumstances. But I think if I was a side character, I would have a better chance. I could totally see that. I feel like from my limited understanding, if I were to be a main character in this series, I'd be the fake out death and the person who comes back in like the seventh book to be like, just kidding. I look pretty good for a dead person. Uh, and I'm actually alive the whole time and was doing something in the background. I'll, I'll choose to believe that. Or I'm just like a shopkeeper in the little town Yoo-hoo. vibing. Big summer blowout. <laughs> exactly. Oh exactly. Gosh. I was just going to say, I feel like this is one where I'm going to lean into the stereotype of myself and like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer trope of like I probably seem like I wouldn't be I wouldn't survive something like this I'm gonna not that this should be a huge spoiler but I feel like an Elaine character where like pain and trauma and things that have like gone wrong in my life I really try to put the blinders on it's not a healthy coping mechanism by any means but I do feel like that is my response to when things are bad that I try and make people in my life feel better and distract them probably with useless talents and skills that I feel like I would survive by the very fact that I wasn't a main character until much later in the series where the things about me that maybe didn't seem strong like hid things about me and I don't want to give too many spoilers but I think like my circumstances would improve and I'd have a lot more to add to the story so I think I'd survive by the very fact that like in book two the author would be like we should do something with her she's still alive I love that I think that's a great point because I think in the in this whole conversation if I pose the question like will I like Emma survive in any of these worlds I think the answer is probably not but if we just lean into like what type of character we might be in that circumstance then I think there's a lot more potential there so like for this series I'm prone to anxiety and stress and I can also like hold a grudge a little bit. So that would maybe be a little bit like Nesta tendencies and she starts in one place and certainly has a lot of growth to get to another. And I think if you look at her in her book, A Court of Silver Flames, you would maybe underestimate what she's capable of. And we kind of see that she is capable of a lot more and that's like, you know, slowly building her endurance you know, she'll climb like five stairs and then like 10, you know, even though I think the total staircases that she's tackling, it's like thousands and thousands of steps, um, in this magical fairy castle where you have to fly down or you can walk down the 10,000 stairs or whatever it is. Um, so I think maybe in that regard, I could probably be, you know, capable of more than I think I am with some effort. (laughs) I love that. Hard work and determination. Jill. Okay. So uh, not having read the book, since I'm only going on what you have told me. But oh, at least first... there are two of us. Okay. So <laughs> no, here. Okay. So uh, we're going through the description. I Keep in mind, I'm approaching this as someone who in her like normal human life considers herself a witch. Um, as soon as you mentioned the fae, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not. No, you do not mess with the fae. Okay. I, <laughs> no, no. I am saying on the human side, I don't care how bad my circumstances are. You do not mess with the Fae. No. No. That's your character. Fae goes into the human world to ask questions about it. And that is your I'm character. I'm saying there. Like, Girl, no. Don't no. cross the wall. Do not cross the wall. You do not. You If you see a fairy, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You've packed no, up you your house. Not. You're getting out of town. Jill wrote herself out of the series. <laughs> if you saw a fairy, no, you did not. Mm-hmm. Do not give them your name. Do not tell them anything. I understand that some of this is probably built on the very circumstances you were talking about where they are stereotypes about fairies. I don't care. We do not. No. No on the fae. No on the fairies. I mean, it that is, is good who advice. I am. It is good advice. I love that. Jill's going to survive because she knows better. I am, I am not involved <laughs> at all. Yeah, I curiosity. on the human side. Yeah, Away a- from the fairies. Let the fairies live their little life without me. I don't need to know about it. I love it. That's 
maybe my favorite answer. Yeah, nope, nope. Uh, nope. Forget. I'm just gonna nope out of here. I'm not. I'm just gonna <laughs> nope out of here. You do right. not. No. Just leave the fairies alone. Don't touch the fairy circle. Don't give them things. Don't give them your name. Leave the fairies alone. Jill gave us the important reminder. Don't forget the things you learned, the lessons we're supposed to remember. Absolutely. I'm with you there. But what if they're hunky males who are like, come with me to my- Do not mess with the fae. I have that problem with the human ones. Why would I risk it with a fairy? Uh, We do not mess with the fae. Okay. I'm just, I'm just telling you that is like my limit when it comes to mm-hmm. non-human creatures that is the one thing i know never invite a vampire in and don't mess with the fang it's safe unless advice. you are a vampire mm-hmm. but that's a, that we, we'll come to that but like I'm sure they're in here <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah that actually leads me to a very important next question where the hell have you been loca <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to talk about twilight <laughs> So perfect transition, Jill. Here come the vampires. Let's do it. For those of you who don't know, Twilight is a series of fantasy romance novels written by Stephanie Meyer that follow the life of Bella Swan, a human teenager who moves to Forks, Washington and finds her life turned upside down when she falls in love with a vampire, Edward Cullen. The series explores the unorthodox romance between human and vampire, as well as the love triangle between Bella, Edward, and Jacob, the werewolf. Uh, So, would we survive? Uh, Would you survive as a human? Would you survive as a creature? You know, like, think of all the things we've been thinking of. And uh, yeah, let's, let's dive into it. Yes, because I'm a vampire, but not one of the like American vampires. I'm probably in Europe somewhere doing cool things. The speed. You hit the gas pedal with that on mute button. Okay. Okay. What would your vampire power be? You know, in the Stephanie Meyer world. Right, of vampires. right. The world. Um, that's an excellent question. I didn't think that far ahead. You but... think on it. I'll ask everyone that when we wrap up our, if we would survive. So you can think on it. Cause I also don't have my answer yet. And I wrote the questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, leaning into the type of person that I am and the stereotypes, I feel like I'm probably one of the side high school characters. Like, a Je- I don't want to say like a Jessica Stanley because I'm loath to admit that. I feel more like an Angela, more bookish. You're Anna Kendrick. I, I, yeah. So, <laughs> or, so I can see that, like, I'm just like a side character that's just like this Bella girl. What's her deal? Why do mm-hmm. all the boys want to date her? Why do none of the boys want to date me? Um, or I'm a Voltori character with like, mm. like Jane, like Jane vibes, like turned at a young age, very full scary, full Dakota Fanning, very scary, um, obviously on the evil side. So either bookish and alive or evil and probably still alive, but not, not important. Okay. I love that. I love that. Um, also think on your vampire power, if you'd be a vampire, um, Emma. Okay, the fact that Bella survives in this world, my answer is yes. <laughs> I think I could stand a fair chance in this world if the clumsiest, not the person who's like risk driven and just like jumps into chaos and is like a, you know, as Edward keeps describing. I mean, her like a weak human with all of these like vampires and werewolves around her. If she survives, I'm going to go with yes. Her full personality trait is I am the clumsiest person to ever exist. I can't even walk in shoes that I are wear, normal. And she wears a long khaki skirt yeah, in one solid. scene. That is what's described as like the most beautiful image. Wow. So if she's running in a full khaki skirt, like I think we could all probably survive. We could make it. But I agree, like probably side high school character, like side friend group, kind of like Mm. intrigued by all this things that happening, but a little bit like, what is with this whole like Bella Cullen situation? Something's going on here. I think I'm fairly sarcastic. So that's why Jessica's character comes to mind, but like the Anna Kendrick portrayal. Um just being a little bit like what on earth is going on in your head you're like walking into the street talking to strangers and like riding on motorcycles and um flinging yourself off cliffs yeah um 
So, yeah. And if I was a vampire, I think I would simultaneously be very intrigued by the like mind reading powers Mm -hmm. a la Edward. Um, But also that would be probably really annoying if you couldn't turn it off. If it's just like Ah. present background noise, that would be infuriating. But if you could like target, oh, I'm listening to your thoughts. I would probably be about that. Although I'm quite fragile, so I might not want to know what people's thoughts are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, not the emotional damage. Yeah, I don't, I I don't know. I always just assume the worst, so I'd probably like prefer torture and pain for my power. Or maybe seeing the future, but would that ease my anxiety or make it worse? What if it was non-specific future sighting, so you don't even know when it's coming? It's just like in the future, stuff's going to happen. Yeah, that might be worse. That's, and that's what never if, kind of explained in when you see like yeah. shows and books about premonitions. It's not like on March 4th, crap's going to yeah. go down. What that's if though true. you could see several ways the future would play out? Like if you were presented with an opportunity, you could see like four different paths that's and you true. don't know what got you there, but you see four different ways it could turn out. Maybe I'd have no powers <laughs> like Carlisle. Does he have powers? He's a doctor. But like, right, he just... <laughs> he's a he's doctor. A, he's, he's a babe. Or <laughs> Those are his powers. Doctor. Peter Fastinelli is a hunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, do the parents have powers? That's a good question. I don't, I don't remember them talking about it. I don't think it. Esme has anything I don't other than yeah. either. So maybe we just be... I could just be, you know, if I was a vampire, I'd just be like a, you know... You're just a chillin' vampire. Okay. Just a chillin', you know, I'm just here to parental blood. figure. Drink blood, take names, go home. 23-year-old parental figure, because that's how old Carlisle's supposed to be, I think, is right. like 23. Right. Yeah, it's... I love to see it. Um, so I, I fully feel comfortable with what we've established that, yeah, I would survive if I think I could make it through the Battle of Hogwarts. Um and the Hunger Games, let's be real, real. Uh, at least there's magic in Harry Potter. I, if I can survive the Hunger Games, I can absolutely survive Twilight, please. I could survive Twilight as a human fully involved. Um, I have a weird thing about vampires. These vampires are okay because it's a little more like, I don't know, vaguely consentish. At least that's what their specific clan seems to have. It's all like there was either a specific reason or it had to be, you know, allowable. Um, So if I'm saying that I'm cool with being a vampire, yeah, I I definitely survive as a vampire, but I'm with Jill. I'm like, I'm not involved with these people. They're too messy. Also all that rain I get, Mm -hmm. uh, no one's going to dim my sparkle. I'll walk in the sun. I don't know. I don't think I'd be a vegetarian vampire. I just don't see that for me. Yeah, no, we're going like full Anne Rice, like, blood blood i think i'd probably have to be vegetarian vampire depending i don't know this that that is a good question could you do it uh if i have to by means of survival sure yeah i think i have good intentions like edward did like i'm only going to kill the bad guy but i'd have like such simmering rage that i'd be like that person pulled out in front of me and then they'd be killed so you know like it just wouldn't be i probably that's probably why i got recruited by the volturi just wasn't handling vampire life well enough to be a good guy i totally agree with that and then for vampire powers i'd either go the like telekinesis route because who doesn't love some telekinesis throw people around without even getting near them or i i like a play on empathy you can feel people's emotions but you can Mm. also use them against them so you can make them overfeel their emotions and perhaps explode jill did you figure out your vampire power you know, I think I uh, like lie detection or <gasps> Love that. Like intuition, oh, like that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, I think would be mine. I totally see that. So like just sort of increasing that of knowing like full on a situation, which way it's going to go. Absolutely. Because that also doesn't require you to like fully read a mind. You can just be like, did we get a green light or a red light? Correct. Correct. And Christina, I'm sorry, did you did you decide on a... I think I said a la Jane, but I think it'd also yes. be really oh, fun did. to be like strangely really strong. Like <sighs> just unexplained, super strength, like Buffy. I Again, I love Buffy. I think that's been well established. Like I would just <laughs> love to like 
ham in somewhere and be like, oh, I got it. And just like lift like thousands of pounds and then just like carry about my life. Just like stop a train that was going to hit a car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. That would be kind of fun. So I, I do have another question about Twilight before we move on to our next series. Would you babysit Renesme? No. <laughs> no. Okay. She creeps me out. She creeps me out too much. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Hard pass. No. Is Jacob no. there? Oh, well, let's see. Good question. Okay. I. Okay, oh, Jill's I was... back on. Jill's back on. Full <laughs> on Team Jacob when I read through the Twilight books for the first time. When I got to the fourth book and he imprinted, that's when I quit reading. And I never finished the series because I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. And I'm just like, I'm done. And I never no. picked up the, like, never finished the fourth book, never watched the movie, no clue. Cause I'm just like, no. <laughs> No, because I explained that to like a seventeen-year-old babysitter. Well, she's like my soulmate, even though she's three. It's just it's weird, fine. weird. It's weird. And also, why am I babysitting her? Why can't you? Like, it's just bizarre. Yeah, I think it was like a weird full circle attempt of like giving Jacob his like, I'm not your person because Edward is my person, but like but my daughter is. But my it, daughter it, is it your does. person. It's weird though. Or like a f- happy family. Like I, I understand what I think she was trying to do. Yeah. But it's a bit weird. No. And she no. also like super backpedals to be like, well, no, it just shouldn't have to be romantically my person, but maybe one day when she's older and we can develop a relationship. I. Yeah. As a parent, if somebody that was pursuing you and was actively like, I'm in love with you, be with me. And then they were later on with my daughter because of like some weird imprinting yeah. thing from when she was I, born. Like, no, I wouldn't be cool. I would not. I just like, isn't there like a scene in the movie or the book where Edward is like, you can call me dad or something. Did I make that up? Is this just like, <laughs> I hope it's real regardless. Like, I feel like there's a scene or something where Edward's like, I hope one day you can call me father or something. And I feel like I remember just being like, what am I doing? I think Jacob says to Edward, should I call you dad? Yes, or there's like that's that was it. like when I was like, is I'm this a parody? Sure. Am I reading a parody? Like this is ridiculous. It must be in the film. Uh, uh, I they're like interchangeable in my mind now because I've seen the movies more recently than I've read the books. Although I did yeah. read um I'm looking on my shelf, Midnight Sun when it came out from Edward's perspective. It's just a lot of ooh, that girl's stinky. Uh, like <laughs> what what was there to write? Because I didn't hate it. I didn't either. I'm gonna. I'm back in Emma up. I thought I was gonna hate it. I really did. Yeah. I went in fully expecting, and there were definitely moments where I was like, "This, there's a reason we don't have this book until now." Um, but yeah, I didn't. Hate it wasn't it. horrible. Nor no. was the gender bent one. Did you read that one where it was like if Bella were a man and Edward were a woman? I did not read that in its entirety. That was Is a that little the one bit with of- the green apple. Yeah, it's like that one. Again, it felt like a fan fiction. And I've talked about this on the podcast. I love fan fiction. And if I had read it as a fan fiction, I probably would have had way more love for it because it was a good, good idea and kind of interesting, but it wasn't horrible. All right. So our next title is Lord of the Rings. Um, It's a shocker for that to come out of my mouth because we all know I'm not the like high fantasy one in the group, but the Lord of the Rings is a high fantasy novel series. It's a saga of a group of sometimes reluctant heroes who set forth to save their world from consummate evil. Would you survive the quest to get rid of the ring? What would be your role? Are you a hobbit, elf, dwarf, wizard, something that I didn't know beyond those four options? Um, I think there's orcs and humans, and if it's in D&D, it's probably in Lord of the Rings. Throwing it out there, would you survive? Uh, I would not survive trying to go to Mordor, please. Uh, No, I'd probably just be like a little hobbit living in my hobbit house. So I would definitely be a wizard because, shocker from all my answers, I love magic, y'all. If there's an opportunity to possess magical gifts... I'm going to be there. Would I be involved in this? Absolutely not. The concerns of a ring are not my concern. I will fight if the fight comes to my doorstep. Otherwise, I'm probably just chilling, trying to figure out the next big potion breakthrough. I feel like I want to say I'd be an elf 
but mm-hmm. I also feel like I have hobbit tendencies. Like I can see the allure of being a hobbit and just like living in my hovel. But I feel like in the Lord of the Rings, I would be an elf mm-hmm. and I'd probably get mixed up in the wrong side of everything. And my dad would be like upset with me and I would cause like strife for our elven people because I got mixed up with like a hobbit or a human that I shouldn't have. Like obviously in the in the movie, what's his name plays Er, who's the hottie in the movie? Vigo. Yes, Vigo. Vigo Mortensen. Vigo, like, 100% would have just, like, given it all up for Vigo. Yeah. And then my dad would okay, have to fair. get us, like, mixed in with this, like, war. And I don't think I would die, but I think it would be, like, there would be parts of it where, like, people definitely wanted to, like, kill me. Um, And hopefully I'd live happily ever after with Vigo. You'd have a rough patch, but you'd get through it. Yeah. And you just like make him push open big doors all the time. Yeah. Like, like I don't feel like as a character. <laughs> you just like, like, me- like, just as, a like char- a whole- <laughs> as like a character, I'm probably not adding a lot to the plot, but I get to have like, you know, hot romance with Vigo Mortensen. So I'm fine. Yeah. I work out, I come out of this fine. Love it. Emma. <laughs> okay. So I'm sort of basing this on the films a little bit um I think I would also be an elf because have you seen Lee Pace like if you know I and I can't pronounce his his name in the book um I'm looking at it on screen I'm not gonna try uh my afternoon brain just won't allow that so I I think if I could live um mm -hmm. in the woodland realm be an elf have pretty hair and go about my day uh I think so yes um but I do like Christina have hobbit tendencies where I like would love to have second breakfast and just like chill in my cozy little space so I think that's a difficult one but I think we'll go with I think we'll go with elf just because I would like to be in close proximity to the elven king you know he yeah. can keep me safe I hope Lee Pace isn't my dad in this version <laughs> of what I'm thinking of like I hope Lee Pace is just an option as well I don't know I forgot about Lee Pace I'm alive and thirsty that's just what's going on <laughs> yeah well you're not replacing Liv Tyler you are your well, right, own is version he, he's not he's not Arwen's dad is he I can't remember. It's been, I read the books when I was in seventh grade and I saw the movies in high school. And that's like the last time I've dabbled. My mom's going to be so disappointed. She's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. She has a Lord of the Rings tattoo. Shout out mom. Uh, But she's going to be like, why don't you know who's who? (laughs) Yeah. uh, I think, I think if I had to be realistic, I'm probably a hobbit because right. Also hobbit tendencies. But if we're choosing, I'm going to be a wizard. And I'm going to actually make Gandalf do cool magic instead of like, see that for you, you know, knocking That's something fair. off like a lava path. I would say with this group, I feel like we would make a really solid horde Absolutely. to like mm-hmm. go on a quest because I feel like we'd add a lot. Um, not necessarily me, but I'd add color to the group and that I'd make, you know, I'd have like a skincare situation that all of you guys would like borrow from. Like I was like, listen, I'm an elf. I live forever. I made this elixir serum yeah serum for you all and like i you know i keep us it adds some levity yeah i love us as as a questing friend group yeah i'm i'm super into that yeah i could survive that um all right next we are going to go into what i have named the jane austen literary universe um so Austin's three early novels form a distinct group where we see satire along with comedic descriptions of society of Austin's times. But overall, her novels are set during the English Georgian period. So this is the 19th centuries. So pretty good range of the 1800s. Uh, Pride and Prejudice, just for context, was published as the French Revolution was fought, like full off at their heads kind of timeline. So would you survive... In the 1800s, I guess, is the question. Would you survive in Jane Austen's world? Yes, yeah. until childbirth. And then <laughs> That's I what I was thinking. Oh, you know what? I just, I had a traumatic childbirth and like, just thank the grace of God for the medication and everything that was available to me that like in the 1800s, they wouldn't, they would just have closed the curtain, 
just that was yeah. my same thought until just... ch- until childbearing because I yeah I did not have a 18th century smooth style birth uh, and so without modern technology definitely no yeah definitely not I, morbid but true I mean but that's the truth I mean childbirth is still dangerous today uh, so I can I mean I'll, I'll never be able to imagine it but uh, the 1800s that makes it immediately like ooh, <laughs> that's not happening <laughs> Jill did you have well, yeah, so now I'm thinking about that because, like, I don't have children, and in 2022, I can make that choice to not have children. Um, in <laughs> in the Jane Austen world, I don't really have that choice unless I'm, like, just fully adopt being, like, blue-stocking uh, spinster, in which case mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, too. I'll be, like, one of those, you know, they'll just be, like, I'll be, like, 40, and they'll still be calling me Miss because I'm not married, and <laughs> I'm I like, mean, you know what? That's fine. That's I'm fine. alive, though. I'm alive. I'm alive. It's okay that I, you know, down the patriarchy. And you also could be a prolific female writer at the time. That's so, true. I mean, Jill, you could be Jane Austen. You could be Jane Austen. Is what I'm setting up here. You could be Jane Austen. You're Jane Jill. Austen. Emma I'm, and I are okay. really important side characters who have very tragic deaths that add to the story. Now, That's, okay, all right, yeah, that makes it yeah, a little I'm better. I'm down with this now. <laughs> um, I'm assuming I have land and money or something else to offer, maybe, uh, but they probably wouldn't enjoy that I'm not the marrying type. Heavy air quotes this? on you that. You and I, you for and their I, daughters. <laughs> you guys would be in like we a guys. marriage of convenience. Oh my God, you're right. You'd be in oh. a marriage of convenience. We're in a marriage of convenience. Jill, we figured it out. I just high fived myself. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. You and I can marry each other. You're right. You'd have as a marriage of convenience. You'd have my beautiful expansive home to write all your your books in and I'd be able to have my lavish parties. Uh speaking of those, they would be lit. Like naturally. But also, like, even if someone didn't RSVP for my party, I'd haul ass to the kitchen, redistribute the food, squish in extra place settings, but by the end of the day it was like the more the merrier. There you go. Yeah, I did. I love that Quote, you clueless. Said that. <laughs> Diana Gabaldon, the Outlander series, follows the story of Claire Randall, a married combat nurse from 1945, who's mysteriously swept back in time to 1743, where she is immediately thrown into an unknown world and the arms of Jamie Fraser. Would you survive in 1945? And do you even stand a chance in 1743? I wouldn't survive in 1743 because I don't know enough about 1743 history. Like Regency era, I could probably survive without like witchcraft suspect. Like I think I'd be fine. But if they dropped me in, they'd be like the Jacobites. I'd be like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Where am I? I'm like, I know what I know now about Bonnie Prince, Charlie and the Jacobites and what was going on because of Outlander. I have to assume I didn't and was just dropped in and I'd just be no chance they would be like this woman is a witch no chance dead i probably wouldn't survive in either one let's be honest i know i could survive uh the hunger games but i don't think i could fight an actual war uh because that's where my moral grounds come into play so uh i'd i'd try i'd go back in time but i don't i'd like with my luck I'd like drink out of a puddle and get some weird disease. Dysentery. Mm-hmm. Oregon Trail all over again. I wouldn't be able to see. I have contacts. Like those aren't going to last uh, forever. Yeah. yeah. I'd be blind after just, a while because they're not lasting. They're monthlies. I'd just be squinting all the time. Like <laughs> I'd be able to see. Uh, We'd probably bring with us just famine because like you've always, that is the conundrum of time travel from the future. You bring with you all of your pestilence that you're going to spread. Yeah. Oh, that's true. We'd, I mean, like if we were going to 1743 from right now, we'd literally take the vid. (laughs) We would. We would. Oh my God. Decimate time from in reverse. We would. Yeah. I can't think about time travel like that. We wouldn't be able to explain our tattoos. Our tattoos (laughs) would get us. They'd be like, you are marked by the devil. And I'd be killed. Yeah, seriously. I'd be like, definitely a witch. As soon as you see me. 
I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, I'm I'm a full witch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of us would be able to see unless we <laughs> had our glass. Like, what if our glasses broke? We'd all be blind. My con- people covered in tattoos. I'd be like, I have an astigmatism, and they'd be like, take the witch to yeah. the stone. <laughs> what spell is she talking of? Like, what are these? Yeah, the the skin markers. Like, hmm. oh, so we're. Your- <laughs> We're not you surviving. Take your, you take None your clean, of us are surviving. You no. take clean eyebrows and you get out of here. If we couldn't survive <laughs> childbirth in Jane Austen, we're not we're not surviving the 1700s. No. no. Especially not if we were trans if, if I was transported now, I'm like well past spinster age as well. So like yeah. they they wouldn't be having us. any of that. Uh Thank you all for taking the time to indulge me and figuring out if we would survive. Christina, thank you for joining us. And thank you for this brilliant idea. This was oh, Christina's idea. This so, is so much fun. Full props. Thanks, right? guys. Thanks this for indulging great. me. Um, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, I, di- I died in like every single scenario, though. So it's a really brilliant idea. <laughs> Good company. You survived in some really great ways as well. And you taught us about skincare in Lord of the Rings. Uh, listeners if you want to hear us do this again and you've got series send them our way please 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 we would love to see what you want to find out if we would survive Uh, remember email those to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com thank you all so much for joining us today and happy reading readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in marketplace Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen Podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer, Jill Grunewald, and Joe Skelly, and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.